everybody, and welcome to Time Out with the Touries. It's game day once again, Friday, September 10th, week three of the MHSA high school football season is upon us. We have just a few games left to preview before tonight's big kickoffs, and those are all of the matchups in the OK White and the OK Red. We'll start in the White first, where Forest Hills Northern will take on Lowell. The Huskies are 1-1 one one on the season. After defeating Wyoming in week one, they lost last week to Jenison 34-3. They'll look to right the ship against a Red Arrows team that is also trying to find their own identity. Lowell has been outscored 14-91 to in two games. The Lowell Red Arrows without a touchdown on offense. In eight quarters, the lone two scores for the Red Arrows, Connor Lixie with kickoff returns against Mona Shores. You've got to give the slight edge to Forest Hills Northern here. They have been able to make some progress offensively, and I really think those offensive woes are something to watch for Lowell uh, as they go throughout their season here in 2021. Game number two pits Forest Hills Central against Northview. The Rangers 1-1 one one after defeating Jenison in Week 1, 29-14. They lost a heartbreaker last week to Grand Blank, 38-34. The Rangers had that game in hand. They were up 34-31 in the game's final minute. In a coverage lapse, uh, or so it appeared on the video, uh, sent Forest Hills Central uh, home with a tough defeat. They'll play Northview this week, who's off to a surprising 2-0 start under first-year head coach Ryan Oshnock. The Wildcats took down West Ottawa in the first week and Wyoming last week, pitching a 24-0 shutout against the Wolves. It's been an impressive start for Coach Oshnock at Northview, uh, as he has already won double the games from last season and an impressive turnaround and a testament to what he has been able to build at Northview in just a short period of time. But Tim Rogers is one of the deans of the league here in the OK White, one of the longest tenured coaches in this conference and for good measure. Uh, he's an incredible coach and I know that he will have his team ready to go here against the Wildcats. You've got to take Forest Hill Central uh, with players like Jacob Bonnet, uh, Justin Osterhaus has played great at quarterback. Connor Milton, who just committed to Ferris State on Thursday, uh, another skill guy that can really make guys miss. And uh, Benny Scholler and Tyler Weaver have been pretty effective on the defensive side as well. Two of the best programs in the 2010s in the state of Michigan. Uh, East Grand Rapids at 1-1 one one against Grand Rapids Christian at 0-2. Both of these teams off two starts a little slower than anticipated. East Grand Rapids lost to Zeeland West 44-27 in Week 1, but a real nice bounce-back win last week. They led 30-7 before defeating South Christian 30-21, a real statement win there by the Pioneers. Grand Rapids Christian, on the other hand, well, they faced two really strong teams. Uh, first in South Christian, a 27-7 loss. And last week to Unity Christian, 58-21. to uh, Based on the transitive property, East Grand Rapids would win this game uh, by 29 points. A 20-point loss for Christian, a 9-point win for East. But as we all know, the transitive property holds zero value in sports. Uh, East Grand Rapids, though, is my pick to win this game. Uh, David Berniker's been playing really well at quarterback. And with Matthias Grady in the backfield, Damian Fortson has been a formidable uh, wide receiver threat as well. And you can't forget guys like Drew Caswell and Jeremy James. Uh, East Grand Rapids offense has been playing pretty well uh, throughout this season, already averaging uh, about four touchdowns a game. So we'll see what they can do here in week number three. The final OK White game, well, it was announced on Thursday. 
Byron Center. The Bulldogs uh, are 2-0 after defeating Birmingham Seaholm in Week 1 and a forfeit win last week against Middleville due to the Trojans' coronavirus issues. Well, they were slated for another COVID stop this week as they were as Greenville was off of the schedule. And instead, they will now travel down across the state line to take on Elkhart High School in Indiana. For a little more on Elkhart, uh, Byron Center's opponent this week, I'm joined by Ken Fox of the Elkhart Truth. Ken, thank you for joining me. Ah, no problem. Happy to do it. So this is a new opponent uh, throughout the area, you know, a very last-minute scheduled game here. Uh, tell us a little bit about Elkhart. What should Byron Center fans kind of expect in this game? Uh, they're not going to throw the ball a lot. Uh, look for them to run the ball. Uh, pretty run-heavy offense, really. Uh, the quarterback is uh, Brady Krooper. His first year as a starter, he's a junior. Pretty much everybody's a first-time starter, really. They, they uh, had an undefeated regular season last year, won the conference won a sectional title and uh, pushed Maryville all the way to the final whistle in the regional before they got beat. He lost 18 kids to graduation and two other injuries. So on opening night against Concord this year, Oakland had 20 new starters from last season. So very young, very inexperienced. So, you know, it'd be, it'd be a good matchup. I know Byron Center, just from the little bit I've heard, is, is pretty young, too. They're kind of in the same boat. Yep, yep, that that's correct. They're uh, bringing a, a lot of new faces in this year, and with uh, last week's cancellation, they've only got one game under their belt at this yeah, point. That's right, yeah. That's crazy, too. Um, they've had um, some injury problems. Elkhart has um, a little bit of contact tracing, one of those those dreaded words that we've been saying for the last couple of years. So they're not real deep as far as, you know, a usual 6A big school down here. Uh, they don't have the kind of depth that, you know, Coach Josh Shattuck would like to have. But, you know, he still has, you know, a good group. Uh, they're pretty strong. They're 2-1 coming off a victory over Hammond Morton last week. So it should be a good matchup. We're looking forward to it down there. Thanks to Ken for joining me. And I totally agree. I think this will be a great game. Uh, Elkhart is a school with a great football reputation. But Byron Center is as well. Uh, Coach Mark Cisco. I talked to him in the preseason, and he was talking about some uncertainty with some of these younger parts, but I was really impressed uh, with their win over Birmingham Seaholm, and Hunter Schichtel is a great quarterback for this team. Uh, he's got weapons surrounding him as well, and guys like Brady Bright, Trevor Walter, and Owen Holverstadt. So I think I'm going to go with Byron Center here to win a close game. Uh, it should be a lot of fun in Indiana on Friday night. Moving over to the OK Red now, the first game we've got is Rockford versus East Kentwood. Many believe that the Rams might be the best team in West Michigan as they're 2-0 off to a blistering start after defeating Sterling Heights Stevenson 44-30 in Week 1. They dominated Cedar Springs last week to the tune of a 35-6 win. This week, they'll take on East Kentwood, who has limped out of the gate so far to the tune of an 0-2 start, only scoring 7 points. Granted, East Kentwood has started against Muskegon and Birmingham Brother Rice, two of the state's best programs. But there has to be some cause for concern here for East Kentwood as their offense has really struggled to get things going. With that being said, it doesn't get any easier here against the Rams, and I think that the Rockford will cruise to an OK Red opening victory uh, here against the Falcons with Zach Ahern and Tyler Vroman, Alex McLean, Leo Vanderweel. You could go through here, Jack Lamb and Cusa. Uh, they got a lot of weapons at Rockford. It's a great team. 
Uh, personally, I have them ranked second in my poll behind Grand Rapids Catholic Central, but they are an amazing team, and I look forward to seeing what th they will do here on Friday. The second game in the OK Red pits Grand Haven against Jenison. The Bucks a one and one so far this season. They defeated Reese Puffer in their annual season starter 16 to eight, but in last week's Coast Guard Cup, they couldn't get past Traverse City West, suffering a 33 to seven defeat. Jenison is also 1-1 one one with a reverse trajectory. After losing to Forest Hills Central 29-14, the Cats roared back last week, defeating Forest Hills Northern 34-3. I've got to give the slight edge to Jenison in this game. Caleb Dean is an incredible playmaker for the Cats. Uh, he has scored nearly all of their touchdowns this season or made a significant play that led to those scores. Although Owen Worthington is the star of the show for Granville offensively, the dual-threat quarterback has been able to make some great plays this year, and he's got Ashton Lepo, the Michigan State commit, blocking for him. I just don't think that there's enough there for the Bucs. Uh, Caleb Dean is the answer, and we've got to look on defense at Chris Van Opstal. He had four sacks last week versus Forest Hills Northern. Be curious to see how Granhaven will block for him this week. Game number three, West Ottawa versus Hudsonville. The Wildcats under first-year head coach Pat Collins are 0-2. After losing their first game to Northview 23-13, they went on the road last week against Mount Pleasant, and it was a bit of a stunner, a 35-14 defeat. Ryan Stamm has played pretty well at running back for the Wildcats, and Kobe Haglin has made plenty of plays all over the field, running and receiving the football. Cole Tajeski is adjusting to the quarterback role, but it's going to be a formidable foe this week as the Hudsonville Eagles come to play. Trey Carr has done an excellent job in his first two weeks at quarterback, especially given the competition that they've played. Hudsonville, by far, is the closest 0-2 team to being 2-0. They are two plays away from having completely different outcomes. In the Celine game, a 34-30 loss. They were on the goal line, knocking on the door, unable to score. Last week, after falling behind to Orchard Lake St. Mary's, they come all the way back. It's 17-15. All they need is the two-point conversion, and they cannot convert. Carr and the Eagles will look to rebound this week, and I think they get the job done. He's got some great surrounding parts with Dylan Hamm at wide receiver, Devin Mervo, Gibson Cock, Drew Bain, a true of strong running backs. I think there are some weapons here, and Emmanuel Dieppa is one of the best kickers in the area. He has been nearly automatic in his career for Hudsonville. The final game is my pick of the game of the week amongst the big conference schools and perhaps in the entire area, Caledonia versus Granville. I'm joined now by Nate Dreyer of Michigan Game Night, who will be on the call this week for Granville versus Caledonia. Nate, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me on again, Nick. You know, it's going to be an unbelievable game, to say the least, this week. I think, first off, every single week that I've come on talking about Granville has been talking about all these question marks coming into the season, coming out of what essentially looks like a loss to maybe a top 25 team in the country in Illinois against Glenbard West. And now Granville may be creating some more questions, but in a good way as they pulled off a 50 to nothing win over University of Detroit Jesuit last Friday, just dominant on both sides of the ball. The defense allowing fewer than 70 yards, coming up with three turnovers. The offense absolutely churning in the run game in particular, really looking like great Granville team of past and now talk about a tough start to the okay red slate for the Bulldogs which obviously always is as tough as it gets as they have to travel to Caledonia Caledonia has been a bit of a house of horrors for the Bulldogs over the last few years they lost the last time they were there with an unbeaten season going into that matchup in 2019 so now we're only one loss going into that matchup so now they have to try to find a way to turn their season 
in a positive direction and keep that momentum going. Caledonia, very tough. First-year head coach Derek Pennington has got the offense rolling so far to nearly 40 points per game. The defense looking the lead as well. Going to be a tough matchup that we are really looking forward to. 6.30 p.m. The coverage starts on Michigan Sports Radio. Thanks again to Nate for joining me uh, to discuss Granville. He's been on all three weeks of the season, and he's done a tremendous job in breaking down the Bulldogs and what to expect for each and every one of their games. and does a tremendous job calling the Bulldogs as well. I think Caledonia, uh, this is a huge game for them, and we're going to learn a lot about who they are as a team. So they beat Holt, which was impressive. They put 41 points up. That was pretty impressive. But last week against Lowell, they win 35-0. But what do we really know about Lowell? Lowell hasn't scored, as we mentioned earlier in the year, on offense. Um, we mentioned that earlier this episode. They're offensive woes. And so what do we know about Caledonia? They've been able to beat teams they should have beaten by a lot of points. Um, and here they come. It's a huge test against Granville, so I think it's going to be a huge measuring stick to see who the Fighting Scots are this season. I, I think this is going to go down to the wire. I think both teams are right there. Uh, but Mason McKenzie is really settled into that role at quarterback. Uh, Justice Reed, Nick Fox, Blake Heron has really uh, stepped up at tailback as well. So they have a lot of players at Caledonia. And I'll, you know what? I'm going to go with the Fighting Scots in a close game, playing at Ralphie, the natural grass, the home field advantage, my favorite stadium in West Michigan, uh, Caledonia in a close one. But the interesting thing about Caledonia is regardless of this game, they're looking pretty good in terms of playoffs. You know, every team that they play throughout the entire season, with the exception of Lowell and Jenison, are Division I games. So the amount of points and bonus points that they're able to obtain throughout the rest of the season is pretty remarkable, and they'll be playing in the Division II postseason. So that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Thanks to my guests, Ken and Nate. They both did a tremendous job in helping me break down some of the best games around West Michigan. Make sure you visit michigansportsradio.com for the recaps of all of the games across the area. Last week we had 39 game recap articles throughout the West Michigan region. Uh, we are up there with the amongst the best in terms of number of game recaps we've got for you with stats, scores, and more. Uh, we'll be back with a recap pod tomorrow night as well, breaking down some of my thoughts on week three of high school football. For Zach Toury in the studio, thank you as always for tuning in to Time Out with the Tories.